What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 18 of the Chell Stars podcast. Today is an interesting one. We have a special guest, and we also are missing Aaron and Kyle. Currently, Kyle is as sick as the dog, but I know he's going to be listening to this one, so we're going to try to keep this as entertaining as possible. Uh, we actually have a guest who comes from a different perspective outside of our Canucks fan base and the Avs fan base. He is a Montreal and Vegas fan, so we'll be getting some more insight in terms of how their teams are doing, what their stats are looking like. Braden, why don't you introduce yourself? Thank you, Mikey. Uh, what's up? My name is Braden, and as you said, uh, Habs fan, Vegas fan, just kind of general overall hockey fan, so I'm excited you guys uh, let me on the podcast for this one. Absolutely. We're glad to have you and any other future guest. Uh, we are, we took a little bit of a break. We were out for two weeks, so we do have a bit of news to recap. Canucks played seven games in the time span, so we'll be discussing that as well as some more trivia and a couple other interesting topics surrounding Hall of Fame. But Max, I'll let you start off with the news. Oh, thank you, Mikey. And uh, welcome back, everyone listening. Uh, as Mikey mentioned, we missed the last two weeks. Uh, a lot has happened since then. Uh, throughout the NHL, there's been some insane point streaks, um, some highs and lows for almost every team. Um, um, but I mean, I think we can probably start off with a little bit of a Canucks recap. Uh, then we can get into a few other minor, uh, you know, deals throughout the league. And then we'll definitely touch on with Braden for Montreal and Vegas. I'd love to hear his viewpoints there. Um, but Canucks, they went f- four and three since we last saw them. Um, very interesting, you know, couple games. They finally had three game win streak and then just, you know, pooped the bed. Um, going back to, you know, homestand, um, losing 5 1, two games in a row. And just recently they played Arizona and it was not. A convincing win at all um you know we also had the demco injury happen uh but i do want to pass it off to Corey because i know he has a lot to say about the canucks and their recent play yeah thanks max um first of all i just want to say i was um fortunate enough to be at the game a couple of weeks ago uh when canucks were at home to vegas on a monday night <clears throat> partaking in the game with a friend and um hear uh, a voice out of the um from just uh, a little forward to the left of me hear my name called and just to the corner out of my eye see my good friend mikey right to one row above me um so it was a nice little surprise and got to watch uh watch the game with mike here <clears throat> our very own yeah, no, that was, just, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was good seeing you. I, I like just turned my head and all of a sudden I'm like, what is going on? It's Corey. <laughs> it's always, uh, it's always funny how that happens. eh? It's like, you always seem to run into the people, you know, sort of out of all the seats. It's like, of course it's right there, but no, it was good. Good little, uh, run in. Um, yeah, I can't say the game was, as uh I was good as our run in. Um it was a close game. Canucks did not play well. They had no business being in that game. Uh but that was a few weeks ago. After that they went on a win streak a little bit. 
and then lost a couple as of recently. Max says I have a lot to say. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I want to say anymore. Uh, you know, I've really I've had um, the time to really sit down and watch the games this last couple of weeks. Um, I was sick all weekend, so I really sat down and watched the games. Um, yeah, you know, the Canucks this year are not a good team. Um, they're they should be. We have good players. Maybe not good defense, but we do have good players. But they just don't play well. So, I mean, yeah, they're capable of some playing well sometimes and getting a win, but that's not the common. What were you going to say? I just said it's like typical Canucks because, you know, they lost to Vegas 5-4 that game, but then they played them a few games after, and they beat them very convincingly. Like they, I think it was like five one five two something like that, if I recall. It was five. And then you know, so they beat one of the best teams in the league like that convincingly. Yet they struggle with teams like Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's just this is kind of being like the trend they've been on for like the past few years, where they could beat good teams, and then like the bottom feeder teams where they're supposed to you know two three goal deficit. No, they they can't play properly against them. Yeah, and most recently the Arizona game, like the, they barely won in overtime. Um, you need to be able to beat teams like that. And uh, I, I'm kind of realized, like I was, at the start of the season, I was hopeful. I really liked the core that they had. But now I'm kind of at a point where I'm thinking, I don't think this core is going to be capable of like winning a Stanley Cup. And from there... I don't know where where they go. I, I don't know if I really even want to um, cheer for them to make the playoffs this year because I, I don't know what the what the end game is. And I think maybe extending Miller long term was a mistake, especially if it costs us uh, Horvat. Yeah, uh, and Horvat's uh, lighting it up right now, like <laughs> nineteen goals. Yeah, um, I do want to shout out. Our fourth line, um, Sheldon Dries. Um, I don't know if they're always on their fourth line, but our depth players, Amon, um, Joshua. Uh, Joshua. These Joshua, guys are great. Lazar, yeah. Yeah, like they're noticeable. Um, so I don't know if it's the coach or the player, like when we see guys like Poltkozin and Rathbone getting scratched or sent down, but um, – you know these players with with less minutes are they're they're noticeable. So um, that's kind of been a positive. I think they I think they play harder just because they need they want more ice time. They know their role, right? They know they're obviously not your Miller and Pedersen and your Horvats. They mm-hmm. need to be a little bit gritty and grind some more. And I think you know the coach sees that. And you remember what they did with Lamico, Highmore, and Mont? He played them so often, like he played mm-hmm. that line. In like you know crucial minutes too mm-hmm. i was kind of going to mention that too like about the whole fourth line thing like i was kind of touching it like talking about vegas but like when you have a team that's a little like their expectations are a little low just because they had a tough start to the season you kind of need your fourth line guys to get like more of a role so when those fourth line guys are producing it kind of takes your first line into gear to like get going you can actually mm-hmm. instead of have more production than your your grinder line 
yeah, it gives like a real boost to your lineup when they're out there. You know, it doesn't even matter if they don't score those goals. It's, you know, if they're hemming the other team in the other zone, they're getting some big hits here and there, just trying to get energy throughout the lineup. And that's exactly what they're there for. That's why they got players like Joshua and Lazar. And, you know, they're not these, you know, young guys they are really trying to develop. I mean, Amon's very young, not to say that, but I'm saying, you know, they're there for that reason. And I'm liking that part of them. Mm-hmm. What but, um, what do we think about Besser trade being traded this year or no? I seen on I seen on Instagram that it's it's fake. His little trade request thing was a fake thing. I seen okay. something, but I guess you never know. Like you could just say it's fake. Like they could just say it's fake to you know, mm-hmm. yeah, not like ever cause a pile of cause a pile of shit like. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because I feel like he would fit in in other teams, but at the same time, he's not playing terrible for us right now. I think he's got like sixteen points in eighteen games or something like that. A stat line was like that, something like that. That's that's the best time to trade him if that's what they want to. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. In a team that's kind of like the nicest way possible, down in the dumps. You know, when you're kind of lower in the Pacific and then you hear that one of your, yeah. like, main piece players is starting to talk to other teams, you know, the media team's going to be like, oh, no, like, don't worry, like, it's fake. Like, I don't know if it is fake or not. Like, I didn't really see too much on it. But, like, your media team's obviously going to deny anything, so it's tough to say if he is actually looking to leave or not. So it's kind of tough. And you obviously, your fans are already having a hard enough time getting on your back, especially yeah. when... It's kind of low in the standing, so it's tough when one of your top players are like, I want out. So they're just trying mm. possibly to deny it. Mm. Yeah. If it does happen, I, I, I don't think it would be a probably off-season or maybe trade deadline. <laughs> if a player like that was, was going to be moved. What would, you, uh, what would you accept for Besser? Uh, That's a hard one. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably like a a, a defenseman uh, around the same age with the same upside. Um, that's probably what I'd be looking for. Yeah, it's the young defensive prospect, really. Yeah. I think if they were to trade him, it'd be primarily to shed that salary in hopes to keep Horvat, or they're just doing a complete right. fire sale. And getting rid of him and Horvat and Garland, oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I know you wouldn't like that. Extremely unfortunate for them, but yeah. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know what Canucks management is fully thinking. I think they're still trying to wait things out. But with how the team's mm-hmm. going and how Corey mentioned it, they're just not. You know, they can may maybe string a few wins here and there, but they're just ultimately not a team. That looks yeah. like they can go far at all, if you know yeah. playoffs is their upside really at this point. Mm-hmm. Their ceiling, you know. And another big, another big topic on the Canucks, uh, besides Besser, Pedersen's still lighting it up, which is great to see. He's actually playing how he should have been playing the last couple seasons, like he's. Mm-hmm. 
every single game he's scoring or getting an assist. So that's good to see. At least he's actually trying out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great to see a lot of it too being at five on five V five. Um, I know, I think yeah. it was the other day he initially got credited with the power play goal, which would have been his first, but then it got credited to Kuzmenko. So he still has zero power play goals on the year. He has 11 goals all at even strength, which is, you know, a good thing. He's dominating at 5v5. I was kind of seeing all, like, Vancouver's stats quickly before we started. Like, he has 29 points. Like, he's 11 goals, 19 assists, which is, like, crazy good. But only nine of them are on the power play, even though Vancouver has, like, like a decent... Like, I think they're, like, fifth or sixth in the league for power play. Oh. got 29... Like, your top point getter mm-hmm. is only, like, nine. Like, I mean... It's honestly crazy to see that your top point getter really only has nine. Well, the thing with the power play, and I noticed this especially last game. Yeah, they had a really a really high rated power play, but going into Arizona, they were zero for eight, and they had a five on three in Arizona, and they didn't score because they have the same move this the whole year. They've had the same move, and it's Steed Horvat in the slot. Horvat rips the one timer and scores, but it's kind of predictable now. And I still see them trying the same move. And Horvath has a ton of goals, yeah, but they are, it's, I think teams just know how to defend it now. Especially like the same they, Western teams that you play over and over yeah. and over. <laughs> yeah, they so just have they to cover Pedersen. Just like the one-timer, like the Pedersen one-timer. That's like, it's either Horvath in the slot or Pedersen's getting hit for the one-timer. So they have great offensive players. They need to move it around. I also noticed they were standing still a lot of the time. So I don't think their power play was very good at all last game. I think they got to utilize more of their players. Like, yeah, Pedersen has a wicked uh, one-timer. They got to use that more often or get, get, um, get their feet moving and just try something different. It's really, I've just seen them try. All I see, it's the same thing. What about in the slot? So, yeah. I don't know. Not fun to watch. I was like, watch, I was watching the game, the last couple of games, and it's ca- comparing this team to um, the 2009 to 2012, especially in 2011. Like, comparing this team to that Connects team is miles apart. Like, they are nowhere near the level of competition that they were a decade ago. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that kind of uh, changed my uh, my tone a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, last little thoughts on the Canucks before we wrap up our talk. Demko injured for about six weeks. I think that's what they were saying. Spencer Martin get the chance to be starting goalie. Is that an upside considering how well he's been playing for them this season? Um, sure. I want to see what Martin does. Yeah, now now Martin now it's Martin's ball to run with. So he's been good. Deserves it. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Be cool to see what he does with it. Yeah. I think they mentioned on the broadcast against Arizona in the next couple of weeks they only have one back to back. Um, so it's really up to them to see how much they want to fully ride Martin. I mean. Seven two and one on the year, you know it's pretty good for a young goaltender who hasn't doesn't have that many 
you know, NHL games under his belt. So we'll have to see what they can do with him. Who are the sure. Canucks calling up as his backup? Goliath. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yikes. Let's just give him a back-to-back game, see what he can do. He's young. It's fine. <laughs> yep. Moving on. Should we yeah. get uh let's let's get Mint to talk about Montreal, how they're doing, Vegas. Alright. Give her a shot. Let me get my You've got lots of okay. notes prepared, I hear. Yeah, I got my notes. I studied for this. Yeah, I can hear. But <clears throat> Alright, well kind of just go over kind of a brief what's been going on with Montreal. It's you know, mostly Vancouver takes on here, so instead of just the last two weeks, I'll kind of quickly go over what's the whole season. They're 12, 12 11, and 1, uh, which, like, is there, right? But, like, unfortunately, like, I was kind of going to mention with Vancouver is that, like, the Pacific is getting better. So it's like they have kind of tougher competition, whereas uh, Montreal is in the Atlantic, so they have, a like, a slight bit of advantage just because the Atlantic is slowly not as hot anymore aside like you know you got your our houses like uh, Tampa and Boston but you know 12-11-1 uh, isn't too bad for such a young team Suzuki with uh, 28 points which is not super high on the spectrum uh, he's he's turning into such a good shooter like you know he started off Kind of like not as developed. I think this is mostly to do with uh, St. Louis as coach. He's like I think he's so used to being that outcast. Like when he started, he was a short player, undrafted. So he kind of has that mentality that he's giving Suzuki and uh, like Caulfield, Doc. So I think it's kind of helping them slowly develop. I don't think they're quite there yet. Like I mean, playoffs would be cool, but. Uh, Oh, he's slowly develop- developing them, which is nice. Like, Suzuki has almost a 27% shooting percentage. So, like, anytime the puck's on his stick, like, he's obviously deceptive. Like, he's scoring 27% of the time he shoots that puck, which is, like, scary, because speaking of power plays, he doesn't even score that much on the power play. It's mostly Cole Caulfield with the one-timer. So, which is actually crazy. And, um... And, like, Cole Caulfield, 13 goals, 9 assists. We're kind of, like, almost getting into Vancouver territory here. Like, you see the prolific goal scorer, you see the assist getter. Like, Doc has 4 goals, but 14 assists. Like, you kind of have those role players. You get the goal scorer, you get the assist. Like, Doc, great addition to the team. Like, as soon as that trade happened, I was absolutely ecstatic. Like, that was awesome. That was a great trade. He's fit in super well. Only downside I see to this team, unfortunately, I think, like... You kind of have that mentality like, oh man i wish price was in that's just not an option unfortunately anymore so you have uh, allen and montenbeau who montenbeau is playing fine but when you see who they play like he's playing arrested like he, like they put allen in back-to-backs both times like they don't use montenbeau as often so he has like he has a 924 with a 248 goals against average which is okay but he's playing like He's playing Buffalo, he's playing Arizona, he's playing, like, Anaheim, Chicago. So, you know, 
Like, I'm not an NHL player, so I guess I'm like, oh, bad teams. Any team can win. But, you know, when your starter is Allen and he has almost four goals against average, it's kind of tough to win those games, especially when you're a young team who isn't quite developed. My last-ish point is their injured reserve. It's like you're already a young team. It's already tough to play in a tough divi- like a tougher-ish division when you got Boston, Tampa, stuff like that. They don't have Duren, Hoffman, Gallagher, Price, and Byron currently, Holy who have been out for like two weeks. So like, Gallagher is kind of that tough. You know, he's not as big, but he kind of has that tough protect style. Duren is super high skilled. Hoffman's one of those role players. Same with Paul Byron and obviously Price, who may or may not come back. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, you got the season ending. Like, once the season ends, you got like Montreal has so many contracts. So unfortunately. If they're going to try and push for a playoff in a good run, they're going to have to do it relatively soon because they got uh, seven contracts expiring at the end of this year. Oh, wow. They're all relatively big names. They got Monaghan, Caulfield, uh, Duran, Byron, Dadnov, Pozzetta, and Harris. It's like, some of those aren't big contracts, but like I'm assuming Caulfield's probably going to get paid. If Monaghan keeps up the track that he's going on, he might get paid. Dadnov's been great for them. Duran. So, yeah, it's kind of kind of in my Habs rant is I love the team, been their fan for so long but if they're going to keep that whole like young mentality, they're going to have to like St. Louis St. Louis has been doing a great job of it. Their old coach really was like win or nothing whereas like that they've improved on ment- their mentality like last year they were like going on 7, 8, 9, 10 game losing streaks whereas look a lot better after a loss with St. Louis coming in as coach, so mm-hmm. which is unfortunate that they aren't winning as often, but you know, when you lose against a team and then you go into the next game being like, oh, we have to play better, not that we still played good, like that's kind of the coach mentality switch, which I liked, which I'm not really a huge fan of the coach firing thing. Like I have my personal opinions like about the whole firing coaches every six years or whatever. But this was a great change for them. So they're on the I think they're on the up and coming for sure. But I think if they do keep all these young players and they keep growing, I think they got a super bright future, which is good for fans like me. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of just going to ask you. I don't know if you've been able to watch many games, but how have you, like, how about, like, how's Slavkowski been? Um, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, like, probably, uh, and it's tough, like, not a first first overall pick but like great like great for what they were looking for mm-hmm. makes sense like they got like, they have a bunch of small players who just like that's what they were looking for they were looking for a big like middle guy power forward that can just kind of you know do- doesn't get bull always like short like short and small suzuki's short and small and stuff like that right and so they're kind of looking for that big body so he's been playing good but he just kind of um he might need some development. I don't think it's like sending down to AHL kind of development. But uh, I think he'll definitely be a, It'll a be good a couple asset. Of years. Yeah, like he, he's just big. He's not quite under like quite there for like man. These guys are fast because I've seen like in some games they throw him on the power play, which he's great. Like he keeps control of that puck. He's a great passer. Like five on five, he just doesn't quite have that speed because he's like six five. <laughs> like he's a huge body. So like yeah he's he definitely takes some development like a few years he's definitely like he's I, he's not even he doesn't play with the top line so like he just plays with the 
plays with Monaghan, and yeah, they cycle it, but it's usually him and Monaghan. How so, many points does he have? Uh, Afgoski? Uh, s- yeah. S- seven? Yeah. I did more, seven than, more than Shane Wright. <laughs> yeah man it's t- but like and that's what i mean some of like his goals that he scored i think he only has three or four yeah he has four two of them are like greasy which is like kind of what the, they're that's kind of what montreal has been looking for like a kind of like another gallagher that just like really persists in the front because that's kind of what montreal needs you got that first line like uh because the first line is doc uh doc Suzuki and Caulfield, those are like your speed one-timers, like bang-bang plays, whereas like the Monaghan, Slavkowski line, they're kind of just like grinders, they sit in front and get the greasy ones. I think that's mostly why, but he gets like, he gets a lot of, a decent amount of time, he's good defensively, like his plus-minus is quite good for a rookie, and like for being a big guy, doesn't have too many penalties, like he's just, he's a smart player for sure. Definitely needs time to develop, big time. Yeah, that's fair. He's only eighteen. <laughs> can't judge yeah, him. that's what I mean. Like you can't. <laughs> not gonna blame me. Like, oh man, like not not quite ready. Like this this draft year wasn't like super like loaded. Like some of the years have been in the past. So, I think Habs just took him first because they just need that big body. Their team is young and small. They really rely on their speed, but you can't just have a bunch of like five nine tiny players on your team and expect it to work because and I know speed is becoming more in the game now like it's not quite grinders and battles in front of the net like it's a lot of high skill high speed as of late so yeah he's good at controlling the puck he's a great passer like he sees the ice really well he's good defensively so good asset for sure would it be different if we had like Shane Wright realistically probably not because Shane Wright is more like he's kind of that style that like they, Montreal has a decent amount of like we have like Caulfield, Suzuki, Duran you know what I mean so like adding another mm-hmm. like first line expected player when just wouldn't really fit so I think you have someone who's a bit lower expectations and you throw him on the second line with your bigger guys I think I think he's happy where he is I think that's why he's playing so well which is I mean not to get too much into Shane Wright, but maybe that's why his performance isn't too well, because he's probably not too impressed with where he went in the draft. <laughs> I think he was just like excited to be there, excited with his line mates, and he's not he's playing quite well. It's don't show, but he's playing well watching the games. Alright. Uh, yeah. That was nice. Um did you want to go over Vegas as well? Yeah, it won't be quite as long of a tangent. and just like to rant about my favorite teams, so sorry ah. about that one. Uh, we'll just I'll do Vegas quickly. Eighteen seven and one, which is like great, t- like at top of the Pacific, second maybe. Um, but I think what's crazy, which I haven't. I mean, I'm not not that I look at stats too too much, but they're out of eighteen wins, eleven of them are home wins or away wins sorry hmm. and which is like insane and um That's, yeah she's <laughs> like i i haven't really seen because like vegas games like home games are like so energetic like there's so much energy 
comes into their that arena. So it's crazy that eleven of their eighteen wins is um as that. Uh, what's their home record? Uh, seven seven five and zero. So like not not bad. Oh. What I mean, like, but they're losing more. There. Yeah, I see. Well, yeah. yeah. So seven, they have their 18, seven, and one. So five of their regulation losses. Yeah, are at five home, out of their seven are at home. Which is actually kind of crazy because I thought they've always had a very good home record. Especially That's, for yeah, what like they the last go few on in there. They've been great at home. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and then which. Uh, and then the players like Eichel, who's actually currently on injured reserve. Uh, 13 goals, 16 assists. He's playing really well, so obviously a good trade for them. Uh, Petrangelo, who's three goals, 18 assists, also on the injured reserve. They got a lot of injuries injuries right now, which may, like, if they have a home stretch, maybe that's why, but I, their last 10 is actually quite good. Goaltending is actually really good for them, even though they lost Flurry uh, two seasons ago. Yeah, and then Laner is actually on the injured reserve. They got Thompson and Hill, who both have... Uh, Thompson 920 save percentage and Hill has a 908. So I think that's, that's been that's crazy. That's crazy yeah. because I remember discussing on this podcast when we were doing our rankings for each um, division. We had Vegas. I think some of us had Vegas like fifth, like fourth or fifth. Definitely not top because of the sole fact of their goaltending. Like we didn't think they had good enough goalies to compete with the rest of the teams. But I mean, these goalies are better than most goalies right now so i guess yeah. shame on us and i mean when when you got a good team in front of you it's easier that kind of goes to the whole demco conversation too like when your team isn't playing good in front of you it's tough to have like you know, a 0.92 save percentage but you know Vegas is playing quite well and you got young goalies who have they have something to prove so even playing quite well and then expiring contracts quickly is just kessel hill and nolan patrick so, I mean, Kessel is, like, he's getting up there. So who knows if he's even going to get extension. If Hill keeps up with his goaltending the way it is, I think he's going to get paid quite well. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for yeah, Habs and Vegas. He would so. definitely be worthy of a pay increase for what he's doing over there. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing quite well. He's definitely uh, carrying him quite a bit. Like, some of the games that Hill has played, like, the few that I've watched, like, just... It's not like he's winning like 15 shot games. Like they're getting shot like 25, 30, 35 shots and winning, like only getting scored on like two, one, one or two times. So for a young goalie, like both of them, like Hill and Thompson, they're both playing incredibly well. So I don't know what's going to happen when Laner comes out of injury reserve. It depends on how long it's still, I think it's still undisclosed from them. Like, you know, when you have your main starter for the last three or four seasons back and you got two rookie goalies who are putting up like wicked numbers it's gonna be tough I don't know what they're gonna do when Laner comes back <clears throat> yeah well cool. I think that about does it for these specific teams we can move on some to some generic news um, obviously a couple days ago we had Rupe Hints sign an 8 year deal for just over 8 just about 8.5 mil so that's Dallas already doing great this season, so locking up some more of their future. Um, yeah. I think that's a great deal yeah. on, on my mind. 
that team is going to be good. That yes. team is going to be really good uh, in the future here with the young stars that they have. Yeah, the Dallas Stars. Haha. <laughs> and and you know, I was I was thinking. Oh, good one. <laughs> uh, I was thinking today. You know, they never really went into a hard rebuild. You know, they kind of just transitioned with some good draft picks, and they've still kept their veteran their veterans, which are now their secondary scorers. Ben Sagan. They signed Pavelski. Um, they've done a really good job. Kind of like how Boston has always done, but they've done a really good job transitioning to this uh, this young blood. I, th- I think you can owe that all to the 2017 draft because uh, yeah. they got they have th- three of their studs and basically cornerstones for the next however many years through that draft. They have one for, one of each position. Jason Robertson, who I think we all know is lighting it up right now. Um, Easy. Jake Ottinger, great young goalie, also signed long term, and um, Miro Heiskanen, also signed. So that all from the same draft. That's right. Pretty crazy. Awesome. Go ahead. I I saw this post about Jason Robertson like recently. It was yesterday, the day before. They compared like his stats to McDavid's stats after 150 games or something like that. And Robertson had, uh, I wrote it down here. Oh, yeah, he had 80 goals and 84 assists. And McDavid had 56 and goals and 117 assists. So, obviously, McDavid has more assists. But uh, Robertson has uh, significantly more goals and a 10 and more, like, plus minus. He's at plus 43, and McDavid was at plus 33. That's only 150 games in. But still, point, like, the... Early trajectory of Robertson has been absolutely insane. Like he's playing out of his mind yeah. for that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing player. Yeah, even watching the Dallas game today, they came back. It was like five to two in the third period, uh, and then they came back and five five. I think they lost in a shootout, but they took it to overtime with uh, Hints and, and Robertson. The team is is loaded. That team is scary. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Ben's actually doing something now that helps too when he's actually putting up numbers and doing things he's supposed to be doing because the last couple of seasons he's been pretty dry. Yeah, very totally. But I mean, hey, it's Jamie Ben, it's Tyler Sagan. Like these guys are have always been good. Yeah. So um, we, which does remind me, um, at the end of the year we have to look back at our predicted standings. And, com- and compare them with the real standings because I did have Dallas uh, higher than the rest of you guys. So that just reminded sure almost, me. I think next podcast, at least when we have the full crew back, we're going to go through all of our, since we're past the well, quarter way, Mark. We can, yeah, okay. But we'll have to do it at the end of we'll the year. We'll definitely do it at the end, yeah. And we'll definitely, definitely have to talk about how you have Boston last. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> there's lots, there's lots of time for for Boston. To... <laughs> that yeah, easily man. is the most standout one. <laughs> okay. Holy. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah. Moving on here. Um, and you know, different news. Um, Chris Letang 
middle of the week, I believe, uh, suffering his second stroke, um, first being in 2014, I believe. Um, so that's sad news there. So you hope that he will recover well. Uh, there's already news that he's it's not as bad as the first one, but obviously that's not something you take lightly. Uh, is he playing soon again? Like recently? Uh, or is there is no updates. Time frame? No idea. The last, last time, time, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> We're going to say the same thing. Uh, yeah. I think last time he missed a couple months, or at least like, it was pretty much for most of the rest of the season. Um, obviously, though, this one being the second one, I don't know how much, you know, would go into that. Um, but you hope the best for him. And, well, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. out of <laughs> yeah, out of LA um, for the Kings, they waived their. Uh, and basically, I mean, he was starting to pave his way into a starter role. It seemed like last year, uh, but Cal Pedersen um, yeah. gets waived, uh, gets sent down to the AHL, and no one picked him up. Um, very interesting. I think he only has about two or three years left at a $5 million deal. Uh, definitely a bit risky for other teams, which is why no one claimed him. But very interesting. They've had a bit of a rough uh, start with their goalies this year with Quick not playing that well. I know a couple of, a couple of uh, mine and men's buddies that we play NHL with. Um, they're LA fans, and they are more than thrilled to see Cal go down to the waivers. <laughs> hmm. I thought he was good um, last year. Like, not great, but I thought he was good. Um, that was a year or two ago when he first came in, and he hasn't really overtaken quick, so I guess that's I, it. I think after you let, like, nine goals in, didn't they have like, a 9-8 <laughs> game? Like, they had a yeah. nine, he wasn't all of them. Yeah. Well, like you're not going to do that to quick, so he's the other. He's just the only option. But yeah, I think he let in four or five of them. That was a f- crazy game, nine eight overtime. Um, I don't even know where you start there. <laughs> and I think, I mean, last year, like, I mean, watching the my buddies we Edmonton fans, so we watched the whole, like, Edmonton-LA series. Like, with how... And, like, I guess throughout the whole season, I guess, like, with how well Quick played last season, like, he was playing quite well. So it's like, uh, like, do they really worry too much about a backup? And then when Quick kind of made a bit of a fall this season, they were like, okay, like, might have to start throwing in the backup, and then that's, you know... Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's tough. <laughs> like, it's a tough call when your goalie is so hit and miss, unfortunately. Like, not saying anything bad against Quick, but when you have, like, a hit or miss starter, you can't have, like, a fully miss backup. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. They will need to... Because Quick, I can't see having many years left. They will need to figure out who's going to be their goalie um, of the future, though, because they do have a good team. Yeah, good, young... You know, a lot of younger prospects, so they need kind of that up and coming goalie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, quick is not bad. Nope. 
Uh, speaking of goalies, the last bit of news that at least I have written down um, throughout this past two weeks, there's a lot out there, so you can talk about Marner getting 19-point streak, new franchise record, so on, so forth. Um, How about Luke Shen? Luke Shen, that's a cool stat, actually. Mm. I was just thinking that. Um, we did post on our Instagram about him becoming the defenseman with the most career hits. Uh, Let's go. around 3,000, which is crazy. So you'd like to hear it. And I know he got a very warm you know, applause with the arena yesterday for that. Um, but back to the news here uh, with <laughs> the guy who just cannot stay out of the spotlight with these kind of antics, uh, Jordan Binnington. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many times has he done acts like this, but I think it was yesterday uh, with him playing in about four goals about halfway into the game, game and getting pulled and <laughs> having some words for the Pittsburgh bench, not to mention he also kind of punched uh, or hit um, it was a Zucker when he was going behind the net. So he got a 10-minute misconduct. Uh, had He's had countless issues like this before, and Craig Rube finally had some words for the media calling him out, but not this can't continue and he needs to just do his job and stop pucks. So, you know, she can't stay out of the spotlight. That guy. Uh, Honestly, it's hilarious. The, the media kind of asked Craig Ruby about it and he didn't just come right out and say it. Um, of course. Yeah. But yeah. Bennington, like, I've kind of said before, good thing he won the cup a few years ago because he's just he's uh he's such a he's a clown. <laughs> I feel like just... he's like slowly turning into like the Marchand of goalies. Like he's just like universally hated for like they're at shit. I mean, sorry, they're at stuff that he does. <laughs> but like, yeah, like he's just yeah. like the fuse on him is so short like he gets pulled and he like yells at the other team yells as he's going back his bench like just just the like the dumb things that he does that just like it's like you know i always see on uh like tsn or sportsnet or whoever's brought like a national broadcast they always kind of mention like these rookie mistakes so like uh, like a rookie taking like a slashing penalty or something like just something that a veteran would know He's been in the league for like quite a bit. Like he's not old by any means, but like he's he knows his way around the league. He's won a cup. He's made these runs. Been on St. Louis for quite a while, and he's still making these like short fused like rookie mistakes. Like many years in, and it's just making him look like such an enemy, which is like not mm-hmm. what St. Louis is going for right now with the status that they're at. It's just like mm-hmm. like what makes it more like you know funny is that he's just like he thinks he's just this big tough guy like most of the time he's not really much of the chirping like, he does chirp a lot but he's more like purposely bumping into you giving you a cold shoulder but have we seen him fight no <laughs> he's throwing water bottles behind the state you know? <laughs> like yeah doesn't do anything yeah. else he just kind of you know thinks he's all that and walks the talk but can't walk the walk yeah. Boom. <laughs> Hit that one right on the, the head there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's providing us it's providing some funny uh like I it's just easy to laugh at. 
Now, if he uh, if he licks somebody, then he's definitely Brad Marchand of goalies. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't yeah. last him. Yeah, like, I would not either. You know what he is? He's a kid that you have like in your group of friends in school when you're growing up. That always it's like when you're playing tag and they always get upset. And, like, they're always the first one to storm off and just ruin the game for everyone. <laughs> I mean, they kick the ball out of the – off the field over the fence. Or then they go, like, tell on, like, the teacher or something. He's like, he's that guy. <laughs> Who's their backup anyways? If they were not to use Bennington, who do they have? They don't have Huso anymore. It's uh, Thomas Grice. So, I mean – not a like young prospect to grow and whatnot, but you know they would, they're hoping Bennington could be that guy because he is signed for another four more years after this one at six mil. Yikes! So <laughs> yikes! He's kind of the goalie <laughs> at he's six mil. Yeah, bad. Like he's been good at times. Very inconsistent. <laughs> Last last year, is that my answer for the inconsistent question? I think that was a lot <laughs> of the people's most, answer. Most overrated or whatever. Yeah, I think a lot of fans sent that in too. All right, well, we can probably move on to our actual designated topic for today, which we're going to be talking about uh, certain players that we think, uh, well. Let's we'll see if we think it or not, but if they're going to be in the you know Hall of Fame or not, or just the Hall of Really Good, um, Mikey, I'm going to throw it at you to start us off. All right, so we we uh, wrote up a little bit of a list, and I think mine is like a fifty-fifty, but it's going to be more so on the yes side. I had um, Jonathan Taves, Jonathan Taves, captain of the Chicago Blackhawks. He's won three Stanley Cups. He won two gold medals, I believe, in the Olympics. And he's also won a Conn Smythe trophy, which is the playoff MVP. Not many people can say they won him three cups, two <laughs> gold medals, and being awarded, you know, um, an MVP in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think just overall what he's done for Chicago and his whole um, career, like, just earns him a spot. Like once he retires, what do you guys think? You guys think he's going to be in the Hall of Fame? I'm going with yes. Uh, yeah, I would agree for all your points there. Yeah, I would agree too, and not just for you for Chicago, but for for hockey with as a part of Chicago. I mean, he was the quintessential captain, uh, leadership, and just a dominant face for so long. Um, always on Team Canada. Uh, he's got that consmite, like you said, three Stanley Cups. Yeah, I think he absolutely, absolutely gets in. Sweet. Well, I mean, yeah, that was that's pretty obvious, but I mean, it's always good to hear people's takes. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's tough to be like, oh, he was a good leader. Throw him in the Hall of Fame, but like. That is kind of like when you ha- when you have like that leader mentality and like 
USA, like uh, he's uh, like Team Canada, like multiple cups and like the leader. Like he's like not just telling them to like their butts in the gear. Like he's showing them. You know what I mean? Like he constantly puts up points. He's well in the playoffs. Like he's getting relatively up there in age, but he's still putting up like decent points, like point per game seasons, right? And like good defensively. Like he's just great later. And I also agree. I think he. I think he should be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, his points might have decreased recently, but that doesn't. He, when he was at the top, it was such a top that it's uh, it doesn't really hurt his repertoire. What's his What's his points at right now, Mike? Uh, let me Let me look this up. Like for the season right now, or just or just in no. general, like a yeah, all career. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Give me like give me games played and points. <laughs> yes, sir. Pulling it up. So in one thousand thirty-eight games played, he has eight hundred and sixty-six points with a plus-minus rating of one sixty-nine, uh, three hundred and sixty-five goals and five hundred and one assists. Yeah, yeah, not quite out of thousand, but good enough. He has a chance to get to a thousand. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He can. He, he, he a, was a few more he years. Was 07, yeah. yeah, he was 07 draft. He probably still has like what two, three, four, depending on his health, I guess. Because he took quite a bit of time off there in the summer or whatever it was, right when he had his whatever he, missed, he was like, dealing yeah. with last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. A good chunk of it. Sure. Yeah, it was. Okay. Well, he, that's what I. That, I'm trying to look like on these stats. He like 70 games, 71 games. So I don't know when that exactly was, but I do remember like he had those health issues and like he was worried if if he was even going to play again or whatever. So his health mm-hmm. stays, and I mean, hundred hundred and forty points in like four years, definitely doable. Like for in his whole career, in his whole career, he's one, two, three, like maybe four, five seasons like healthy, like that's played like full like you know eighty games. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's yeah. Otherwise, he hasn't really played a full season. <laughs> Besides mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. all right. Well, he's sorry. One saved. last point, though. Um, I just want to say, in the playoffs, he's been quite the performer. He's almost a point per game in the playoffs. Oh, which is actually there you pretty go. Crazy. One hundred nineteen Point. points in one hundred thirty-seven playoff games. Yeah, plus three cups. Three Stanley Cups. Yeah, and the cap- bunch of cups. captain, captain of uh, three three times Stanley Cup winner. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been a performer. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll switch. Uh, we'll switch gears. Mint. Who is your Hall of Fame pick? Uh, well, since I went on my fun little rant about the Habs, I'll keep on the bandwagon here and say my Hall of Fame pick is. Carey Price, so quick kind of, you know, me me and my stats guy stuff. <laughs> um, So he has currently 712 games played in the NHL with, uh, over, this is like s- overall wise, he has uh, 2.51 goals against and a 0.97 percent. And but like unfortunately they've been gone down just because of his health and obviously the Habs 
haven't been playing great as recently, so um that's kinda side. Um go to the awards. The only thing that I know like as trying my best to think as a non-biased Habs fan, because Habs fans love being that, uh, is that he has a Vesna, Ted Lindsay, Bill Masterson, and Jennings, and quite a bit of hardware for a goaltender, in my opinion. Like, don't really see goaltenders win the heart too much. As far as I'm aware, that might be, like, a bad fan thing of me to say. But, you know, you see the heart go to, like, the McDavid's, the... Matthews, you know what I mean? Like, you see these, like, high point plays. You don't really see a goalie get it too often, but, like, 2014, 2015, uh, when he won it, he had a .933 save percentage and a .196 uh, yeah. goals against. Like, like unreal season, goaltending-wise, and he went 44-16. and 16. Like, He just played, un- like, si- 66 games as a goaltender. Like, that, the backup barely even played, and he just played so consistently like he was playing out of his mind mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. hard for yeah. goalies and, to do <laughs> yeah so I mean the only downside is that when you look through this his uh, hardware shelf you don't see a Stanley Cup mm-hmm. which like I mean you know you can't really say that about every player there's a lot of really good players that like don't have cups and they're still Hall of Fame worthy right so mm-hmm but uh, yeah, so I guess kind of overall, it's kind of, you know, their goalies is like, oh man, he had so many goals this year, so many goals this year. Like his 2013 great season, unfortunately, he's been going down a little bit, but I think that's mostly to do, in my opinion anyways, with his health. Like 2020, he only had 25 games, and then last season, he only had five. He was injured with his knee the whole time, and now, like summer, he took the, like he went through the mental health program. Uh, so who know? And they don't even know if they're coming back. He's coming back at all this season, so it's kind of tough. If he like hypothetically retires now, does he get Hall of Fame? I would like to think so, just because been such an impact on Montreal for his whole career. He was like, you know, he was Theodore's backup for like a little bit right at the beginning of the season, but when he started as the starter, just consistent like. 0.92 plus save percentage every single year. So I I would like to think he gets in with his hardware and his just like flat out stats. It's it's hard to say. Abs fan. So, <laughs> but I would like to think he gets in. I mean, I th- I think so based on those individual awards that he's won. Um, you know the uh, all the Matheson Jennings Hart. Um, that 2014 year was crazy, and yeah, no cups, but two two Stanley Cup Finals is still worth something, in my opinion. With a you know now with a 32 team league, it's, you're going to see more and more players with no cups. So I mean, he you know two Stanley Cup Finals and a couple other third round runs. I, I think for sure, I think he's been the best goalie of this generation in his prime. I just want to. I just. I just want to say. I think I called Braden Mint on the podcast, and nobody knows. I think you did. What that I is going to mean? Confused. You did. Yeah. You I just want to point out that is his his name that I refer to him by because it's on Xbox. This is a force of habit. So if I ever say that again during the podcast, I'm referring to Braden. <laughs> I just don't like. To, I just don't like to call him Braden. <laughs> Yeah, I did not legally change my name. (laughs) I like noticed it like 
two minutes after he started talking, I'm like, did I just call him that? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Thank you for that. Had had to clarify just so nobody got confused. <laughs> All right. So, Carrie Price, good option. Mr. Corey, your pick. My pick. Um, so, I have Joe Thornton. And uh, let me just read to you his, his rap sheet. Um, <clears throat> well, games played. 1,700 and uh, NHL totals. 1,714 games. His points in those games. 1,539. Um, he has a World Junior Under-20 Championship. A World Junior Championship. Those are tournaments he's participated in. His NHL awards. One Art Ross Trophy, one Hart Memorial Trophy. That came in 2005-2006. Fun fact, he was actually traded that year from Boston to San Jose. Um... I, I'm gonna guess he's the only player that's won the heart being traded during that season. But if anybody n- knows that I'm wrong, let me know, because that's a crazy thing to win most valuable player the year you got traded. Um, so I actually don't know if that's true or not. But if uh, if someone else knows that, let me know. Um, he's also <clears throat> helped Canada win the gold medal at 2010 Vancouver Olympics. He was named the MVP of the 2005 IIHF World Championships, where Canada won a silver medal. Um, and that is uh, no Stanley Cups. Um, 187 playoff games, 134 playoff points. Uh, I would say one of the best playmakers of the 2000s always got a ton of assists um personally i'm going yes and i I got hooked into doing thornton i think if you know me you know i'm not a big thornton fan (laughs) i think it's a little overrated um but uh you know as a hall of famer i mean yeah those are good numbers so um yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know if anyone would disagree. I can't see anyone disagreeing here. Right, Mikey? He's really good at scoring empty net goals, that's for sure. <laughs> I agree. This is actually funny, not to be like the new guy that disagrees with everybody, but I don't think I say no, but I don't think he's like shooing. You know what I mean? Like, I think... Looking at his stats, like, man, 114 and 06, like, that's crazy. But, like, his hardware is a little low, which, like, I mean, fine. But, like, statistically, like, historically, when you look back, you have, like, a lot of players that just score, like, like, there's players who aren't in the Hall of Fame that got, like, 60 goal seasons. You know what I mean? So, it's like, do we, like, you know, he had a few hundred point seasons, which is really good. He's played so many seasons like i mean this is another price thing like no cups or whatever i'm not saying like cups but you know like had a pretty good prolific career like these stats are amazing like because not very many people make it in the NHL, right but i don't know in my opinion just like i don't know if 
he's going right away. It might take him quite a while. He still might make it, but I think he's out of all the people that we listed beforehand. I think honestly, he was the one that's the most on the fence for me. Really, like, I'm like a handful. Wow. I'm surprised, but I'll I'll also counter with the Sedins got in right away almost. Yes. Do you think the Sedins had a better career than Fortin? Well, okay. Here's the thing. Let, let me just hold up. <laughs> okay, I know. Like, I'm gonna get rioted on here if I'm not careful with my wording. So just hold up for a minute here. Okay. Okay. He's okay. Like, I'm just going off to like Henrik's sets. Like, relative. Like, he had like again, few good seasons. 112, 94. Like, okay. they got into the Hall of Fame relatively fast. Like in my like twenty, like they stopped playing in eighteen. Where's the last season? Yeah, twenty eighteen. Twenty twenty two, three. Oh my god. Twenty two. Thank you. Yeah, twenty twenty two. Um, man, it's been a tough few years. I tell you what. Uh, but like, okay, they. I just think I know Vancouver broadcast. Get it, but. I think they got into the Hall of Fame super fast. Like, there's, there's like, like a lot of players that have like similar stats and stuff like that as the, as the Twins that like still aren't in. It took it took Luongo quite a while to get in there. You know what I mean? Like he's been retired longer, I think, right, than the Sedins. No, not really. Oh, okay, maybe I'm just tripping. But I just think it might take Thornton a few more a little longer to get into the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Because, I don't know. And, like, I think the other thing with... Because like, that was my point with Price, was that, like, how how outstanding were they were they for their team? What I mean, like, uh, you're looking at, like, San Jose players, you got... Like, when you think of San Jose, is Thornton the first person you think of? You know what I mean? But when you think of Montreal in the recent years, like, the first person you think of is probably Price, even though he hasn't been playing... So are you going to look at San Jose and be like, oh man, like we miss Joe Thornton. Like if we had Joe Thornton in his prime, you know what I mean? It's like, I think that's why Vancouver got it. Cause like Vancouver, when they had the brothers in their prime, like, like they were playing super well. Whereas like San Jose still wasn't like making super long. Like they had a few good runs, you know what I mean? The brothers there. I don't know. I just think well, like the Sedins had a good season and I get why they're in the hall of fame. But like I said, they, Oh, there's a few similar statted players like aren't in yet, so I don't know if Joe Thornton will get in there super fast. I mean, if he does, I'm not going to disagree. I'm just saying, like, does he get in right away? Maybe not. I think he does get in right away because uh, NHL community seems to love Joe Thornton. Personally, that's fair. Yeah, like the families, for sure. Like, yeah, they seem to love this guy. Um and uh, see him as a legend. That's what I've noticed. So I think he does get in right away. Um, but I like kind of what you said, what they've done for the team. My biggest knock on Thornton is I feel like he's, yeah, he's never carried. He's never been, when whenever he's had a chance to be the guy, it's never really felt like he's been the guy, especially in the postseason. So... I was going to mention that yeah. too. And like he lost his captain since, captaincy. Right? Like, yeah, multiple times, like you know what I mean. So it's like 
He had a great, like, great stats, but you know what I mean? When we were talking about Tay's, like, great leader, like, constantly up there. So it's like, we're comparing that to Thornton, you know what I mean? So it's just, yeah, I don't know, it's kind of tough. Like I said, if he makes it, I'm not going to be, like, an awful pick. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I do see your points for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Max? (laughs) All right, I will uh, cap it off. Uh, with a pick here who I definitely think should be going in, and that is Patrice Bergeron. Uh, so he was drafted in 2003. Just recently, actually, uh, even a couple days ago, I think, just hit 1,000 career points uh, in just over 1,200 career games. Uh, he's quite a bit of hardware uh, for himself, representing Team Canada. Uh, he's a member of the Triple Gold Club. Uh, he has five Selkies mm-hmm. and might be on route to getting another one this year if he can keep it up. Um, he has a Stanley Cup, as us Canuck fans know. <laughs> um, obviously, Mark Messier Leadership Award. Uh, you got the Masters and, and King King Clancy as well. Uh, just a you know similar topic to a lot of these guys on that we've been mentioning, but just a great leader. Even, even though he's only been a captain for just over a season, um, thanks to Chara. But, you know, you, you think of Boston, you, you know, you think of Bergeron, and you think that culture that they have over there and what they've built over the last, you know, over the past decade. Um, and he's been a big reason for that. And I don't even know where they would be without him. And I'm just picturing what they would be this year without him if he didn't resign. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's a definite yes for me, unless anyone else opposes. No, I mean Shewin. Yeah, it, it's like the best he's been the best defensive forward for this generation, like the two thousands. Oh, yeah. So um, you know, a ton of Selkies. Uh yeah, and 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 that'll not maybe not a ton of big point years, but all those selkies and um, the other things you mentioned will for sure get them in. I think out of the four we talked about, I think Bergeron has the best shot. I think. I mean, they all have great shots. Obviously, these aren't like we. It's not like we talked about three bums and then Bergeron. Like you know what I mean? But I think Bergeron just had such a crazy career and like. Like we talked about with most of these other players, like what an impact he's had on that team. Mm. Pretty much being like mm-hmm. not only a third forward, but a third defenseman constantly. Like he's just playing, he plays so well every year. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes, sir. Alrighty. That does about it for the Hall of Fame discussion. We'll most definitely have to come back to that and other players maybe more controversial ones uh try and find those really hard ones we can get uh listeners to um suggest them yeah definitely uh so for this week's trivia uh at least this podcast trivia um it's gonna be a little different obviously no kyle here today uh but i am gonna be rattling off 10 rapid fire questions uh, this might be a recurring segment, depending on how it goes. So, at least the theme for this week is going to be about the 21-22 season. So, everything up until this point, just over a quarter way in, 
They make player stats. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> it's the 22-23 season right now. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not is, that, is that the first question? I got it right. It's not the first question. I'm not, I'm not the only one uh, that does it. Max one days. <laughs> no, no. You're going to mess up here. I got you. <laughs> so is this uh, going to be... Are you going to like tell us... Is going to be like easy ones, hard ones? Um, they more or less... It's, I'm, it's hard to say how easy or hard they will be. Uh, it's really about... Could be specific players. Could be teams. Um, at least starting off with how we're going to do this. You're just going to have to blurt out the answer. This is a podcast. We kind of need to I was just going to say, do we each answer separately or what? <laughs> um, it's Yeah, this is a podcast. We need you guys to be talking. So it's really going to be about who blurts it out uh, first. Okay. Um, and if enough chaos happens and no one gets it, I guess I'll have to tell you. But I'm hoping... <laughs> I am hoping they're not that hard. I mean, I if you've been paying attention, awful, you should at least oh, be able to. Corey's got good trivia skills, no matter what it is. So, I like non-hockey trivia, which is scary because I watch so much hockey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, trivia pursuit legend, bro. So again, just blurt it out. We'll go from there. We'll keep track in our heads. Yeah, <laughs> unofficial start to this. Okay, so. Who has the most points after changing teams this past summer? Uh, I, that's hard, man. What? <laughs> like, like this traded or player? Signed. This is their first year on their new team. Traded or signed? Uh, uh, Johnny Goudreau. Nope. I yell him, but luckily I didn't because oh, that's not yeah. right. I think Someone say Kachuk. Yeah, Kachuk. Kachuk. Shit. I said it. If Kachuk wasn't right, I was going with you. Oh, fuck, dude. Corey <laughs> sounded like he was underwater for that. So I don't know if yeah, he did sound underwater. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I said Kachuk. I 100%. That was me. Yeah, I did hear like a Kachuk. Like, like your hand was muffled or something. <laughs> I was going to guess Goudreau, but then no. It was a hard question. Was that an easy one? Damn. Well, yeah, I, it was I'm hoping they're not that hard. Shit, okay, now I'm rethinking like half of these, but okay. My, my it's funny when we had like 17 guesses. So. Yeah, this, okay, well, fuck, this next one might take like a million guesses. That's <laughs> alright, let's go. Well, let's see if you're paying attention to the plus minus leaders, because I'm going to have to, I'm asking you who the plus minus leader is. Oh, I looked at it the other day, but. <laughs> oh, it's Hampus Lindholm. He is one of them. He's tied for first, so I will give you that. What? He's on my Charlie Mac- Lindholm. He's Charlie McAvoy. Uh, no. Bergeron. Marchant. <laughs> Wait, you're not giving me that answer? No, I am giving you that. He's tied for first with Dude, some other it's, guy. It's, it's, it's another defenseman on Boston. I don't know who it is. It's I don't think it's... No, I think yeah. this guy's on New Jersey. Well, New oh, Jersey. you are close. Oh, yeah. like that. If it's like, close, it's then it's happened. not... Dougie Hamilton. Fenzfin no. on New Jersey. Aves? Nope. Just for Brat. I don't know any other defenseman, bro. <laughs> it's a defenseman. <laughs> Dude, I don't... It's Hamilton's uh, partner. Let's see if you guys know that. Dude. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Alright. So no one's gonna get it. It's uh, C- Jonas Siegenthaler. 
Bro, oh, this is... I live in <laughs> New Jersey, dude. Oh, dude, that, that's like worse than than uh, Kyle's question. Really? Uh, hey, man, Lynn Mikey got Lindholm immediately. Was, dude, dude cheap, I have Lin, I, la- yeah. I have Lindholm on my fantasy team. I know yeah. how well. He's- okay. Uh, he's a pl- both of these guys are plus twenty one. Yeah. Um, this one might okay. be difficult. I'll have to give you lots of hints. But who is uh, as I will say it, the Green Jacket winner? So if you guys don't know, the Green Jacket is a you know prize for golf Hello. or the Masters tournament. So it's a, the opposite of the plus minus. It's the worst plus minus. Oh, that's- oh, it's got it. Oh, it's got to be somebody from Anaheim. We got to go Anaheim, right? Or yeah, yeah, Anaheim or Arizona, from the uh, West. or like St. Louis or something. Uh, Camp Fowler, Chicago. Camp Fowler. Nope. Klingberg. Am I close? I think a bad defensive. I like, won't keep f- saying no. It's if if you get it right, I'll say yes. He's from the West, Mint. He is from the West. He's it's from been a team West. you've mentioned. Okay, so it's Anaheim or St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I think it's Anaheim. It's uh, not Anaheim. Defense on that. Oh, I was, nope. was going to say if there's Anaheim. So it's St. Louis. Uh, Toy Krug. Krug. Krug, yep. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> Braden gets that. What is he? Uh, He's I a my- Krug. On, at least on my end, Braden got that before you. Just before. Wow, that's two times that <laughs> you haven't heard me. Hey, you got Kachuk. What are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I got it underwater, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Krug is a minus 20. Yikes. Oh, big, big yikes. Tough. Um, General critique, am I right? Uh, right? Yeah, I should send, I gotta send this one to critique for sure. <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm honestly gonna skip this one, because you guys probably won't get it. What? Come on, dude. You're, you're okay, not, dude. okay. Absolutely. Alright, uh, who... Currently has the most blocked shots. Okay, well. And he is the runaway favorite right now. By far. Uh, okay, well, defenseman, so... It is a defenseman. Nope. No, it can't be from a top team. It has to be from, yeah. like... Some- <laughs> It has to be from like some bottom feeder team that has like a hundred shots against oh. a game. Is it Chikrin? Nope. Cam Fowler. He isn't blocked. Nope. <laughs> he doesn't. Want... Uh, Second guessing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Just blurt it out. There's no. Is it what conference? Oh, He's in the West. Seth Jones. No. Best. Calvin. De- okay. Calvin DeHaan. Oh, it's no. got to be a top team because they don't get scored on. Like it we're talking, like we're talking Vegas, team. Calgary, Edmonton. Oh, Petrangelo. No, uh, it's a good Martinez. guess though. He's up there. It is Martinez. Yeah, what? baby. No Vegas players. <laughs> <laughs> he has a hundred and ten block shots. Oh my which god, which is over forty, almost forty more than the next guy. So Who's the is. next guy? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't write that. <laughs> I wrote down that he's <laughs> all <terrible>. forty up. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Thank God for the Vegas band. I know Petrangelo is up there, though. Yeah. Okay. So at least you guys got it. Um, This one narrowed down a little bit more. So 
who is the leading goal scorer on Arizona so far? JJ Moser. No, that's an interesting one. Um, Charles Schmalt. Boyd. Schmalt. No, Schmaltz is injured. Well, he's healthy um, now, but it's not him. <laughs> how about um, Clayton Keller? Clayton Keller. <laughs> no. Oh, God. He's the leading Isn't... point scorer, not the goal. Uh, goal scorer forwards. Richie? No. Who would you Who say, scores Mike? scores for them? Oh, Gosses Bear. No. Mikey, what did you say? I didn't hear. I didn't say anything. Okay. I said Keller when he said Keller. Okay. But no. then I also said nobody scores goals for them. The so only forward I can think of is Schmaltz, but I don't think he has. I think it's, it's, I don't even know what line he plays on second, third line. Um, Barrett oh, Hayton? What? Nope. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the oh. damn players from that team. <laughs> oh, there's, um, if it the helps, guy... he only has 10. Oh, God. <laughs> when you, I'll, I'll know it when you say it. It's um, <laughs> uh, um, like it's it, the guy that is kind of like Dvorak. Uh, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> guy. <What a> way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have no clue on it. My, I've named all the players. Is it Lawson Kraus? It's Kra- Yeah, Lawson Kraus. Oh, it's like oh, what I did. He's the only other forward. Not to the sponsor Google for this video. Like, <laughs> okay, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Is that who you were trying to think of, Corey? Um, let's just say yes. Okay. <laughs> I think the only people that put that. points yeah, on the guys team named are Kraus and Keller. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. We're going into team stats here, so maybe a little bit easier for you. We'll see. Uh, who currently has the number one number one ranked power play? New Jersey. New Jersey? Nope, Toronto. Not New Jersey. Nope. Toronto. Nope. Boston. Mm-mm. I think a team that like doesn't get much power plays but still scores on them. New York Islanders. No. Oh wait, no Avalanche. Edmonton. <laughs> yep. Colorado. Yeah. I was trying to think I of the top. Much. I was trying to think of the top teams from last Brayden year. Brayden is going clearing up right now. Just okay. I I just want to say that when we were talking about the power play for Vancouver, I had to like muscle memory my way into like what team logos did I see when I was looking at <laughs> Vancouver power plays. <laughs> oh damn. Yeah, Colorado's power play currently at 32.5%. It's pretty damn good. Um, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, so, pretty much the same topic as that. Who currently has the number one ranked penalty kill? <clears throat> New Jersey. No. New York Islanders. <clears throat> Colorado. I'll tell you when you're right, so you can just keep Boston, naming. Boston. No. Toronto. Carolina. Vegas. Dallas. LA. <laughs> Seattle. Get division here. <laughs> uh, I'll let you know. They're like a bottom five team in the NHL. <clears throat> oh, uh, Minnesota. <laughs> no. Columbus. Bottom team. Uh, Chicago. Anaheim. New York. Uh, San Jose. Montreal. Uh, <laughs> San Jose. 
Oh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> San Jose with a 88.2% penalty kill while being about, I think, fourth from the bottom. <laughs> Pretty crazy. I think Corey named every other team. It sucks that, <laughs> it sucks that they're so good at killing the penalty, but like can't score goals <laughs> to win. Yeah, this, but. one regulation win, I think. <laughs> Jake Buff, bro. Um, last one for you guys. Uh, who currently has the most man games lost due to injury? Uh, Jonathan Teams. Hmm. What? what no what team <laughs> like this season what? not like in total what team has the most uh, yeah. injured is that what you mean yeah. out of the days like the most the most like the team with like Boston. the most yeah. roster players that would be playing not playing because of Toronto. Montreal? Toronto. Toronto I said Toronto I said okay. yeah, yeah. Toronto with at least a stat that was two days ago. I didn't update it since. Uh, they have 166 games lost due to injury. Yeah. Okay. Canucks were up there. Uh, yep. Quite a few teams. Sick Canucks. And that's, uh, that's all the trivia I have. That was fun. That was chaos. Yeah, thanks, Mike. <laughs> um... So, obviously, we haven't had a podcast in the last two weeks, so we've had two Trivia Tuesdays since then. Um, I think, well, I made both of these, so they're a little tougher as well. Um, first one uh, was, the answer to that was Dustin Bufflin. Um, bit of a Bufflin. I was trying to, I, was, I saw it before I came on, I was like, no. Ah, uh, shoot. Um, and the... Uh, Obviously, one that was just last week was uh, Cal Clutterbuck, who is the guy with the most hits all time. So yeah. That. <laughs> um, and obviously, we did have a you know fan question for you guys uh, two weeks ago, and it was a poll on our story about if Bo Horvat will be traded. Um, and back then, when you guys, it was. Pretty close vote. It was you guys voted yes for fifty-seven percent of you did, and forty-three uh, percent obviously said no. It's very close voting there. Um, I think in the last two weeks that has not really changed since the Canucks have been meandering <laughs> since that. And that does that uh, just about does it for this podcast. Um, do you guys have any final? sayings. Corey, I know you like to like predict what the Canucks will do in their next few games. Uh, well, let's take a look at the schedule. Tomorrow I know they have yeah, someone. I forgot. I know Montreal is soon because they just played Edmonton. So We are at home to Montreal. It's going to be a late one for the Montreal fans. It's 7.30 Pacific time. Um, yeah. Um, uh, and that, that goes ahead tomorrow. So that's be a good one. Um, yeah, both are kind of in the same position in their respective uh, divisions. Uh, and then we got the Sharks on Wednesday. We are in San Jose, another 7.30 p.m. start. And then on the weekend and Saturday, um, Minnesota Wilds. And then Calgary on what they got a couple 
looking at next week, Canucks have a couple two-day breaks, which is kind of odd. They actually play Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways. Um, my prediction? I don't think you want to hear my prediction. <laughs> I don't know. I'm less hopeful now. Well, that's all. Awesome. We shall see then with the Canucks, because from game to day, game to game, they, well, can change. To be honest, I'm looking forward to to watching uh, Montreal because I haven't actually watched, I haven't really seen a Montreal game this year, and uh, I wanna I wanna watch their young guys. Coffee, kind of like what um, Braden was talking about earlier, but like Suzuki has really impressed me this year. I didn't know he was that good. His hands are like he is. Whew, I didn't know he. I didn't know he was that good. Pulling out some moves uh, in the shootout and such. And uh, I want to watch Coffee. I want to watch. Yeah, he's good, right? And I want to watch Caulfield too. So, and Kirby Doc and all those guys. The, so. that's, that Suzuki Pacioretty trade years ago is starting to look up because at the time I was very upset, <laughs> but it's looking up right now. My, my bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Suzuki is sick. So, um, yeah, we'll see what they can do. If they can, if they can ring, string together a few more wins, they, they could potentially hit a wild card spot, but you know, they got a lot of teams to jump and, uh, don't expect Calgary to, uh, keep sleeping either. They should do a bit better than they're, they're doing. So, Or maybe Seattle will stop winning. Who knows? <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> this Sorry, angel season's been funky, so mm-hmm. we'll see. So next podcast, we'll be able to catch up with the recent news. We'll make sure to try and get the full crew back. Uh, hopefully Kyle can catch his voice, or else he's going to be talking like a smoker for the rest of his life. <laughs> He doesn't sound pretty right now. But He's yeah. not. He was able to do this, but, well, his voice wasn't, that's for sure. Uh, so thank you all for watching. Uh, well, listening. We don't have really much to watch on YouTube, but we'll hopefully get maybe that changed up for you soon. Um, so thank you all, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>